want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast. Drop us a DM on Twitter at faderoutednz. Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us in crowd. Coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios, it's the Fade Route with DNZ. Here are your hosts, D and Z. you live from the hey yo studio this is the fade route with d and z i am d we've got a great show to you for you tonight we're ordering up the al east in baseball kevin durant injures his ankle during warm-ups and z and i fill out our ncaa brackets but we begin today's show with the wait is over Aaron Rodgers announced today, today, on the Pat McAfee podcast that he decided that he was going to play football again last week, and on Friday, he decided that he was going to be playing for the New York Jets, and now they're starting to get all the players that he requested. Um, There's still compensation that needs to be worked out, but he has all intentions of bringing his talents to the swamps of New Jersey. See, what is the ceiling for the Jets next season, and what is the floor? Well, it depends on what they put around him. Now, he has his list of 13 guys. And 13 guys? 13 guys. He started his own football team. Right. <laughs> you always start 11 on offense and 11 on defense. He's got 13 total. Now, a bunch of them are retreads, guys like Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb, and they already inked Alan Lazard. So, there's that. Makes you wonder how quickly they're going to get Corey Davis out, because he is most likely going to be the cap casualty in order to afford these guys. But in terms of ceiling, it's hard for me. It's hard for me, regardless of what the Jets do. It's hard for me to see them as anything other but a third-place team. Buffalo is still going to be there. Miami is getting stronger, right? They got Jalen Ramsey. They're going to, you know, if they're going to bank on Tua, another year of this offense, if everybody stays healthy and everything breaks right, that's still a really, really dangerous team. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a year older. He's going to be in a situation where he has no relationship with the wideouts except for Alan Lazard and maybe Randall Cobb if they get him. But, like, that's as high as they go for me. Now, depending on how everything shakes out NFL free agency and how things, you know, break out in the division, third place, we saw three teams from the NFC East make it last year. Now, was that an aberration? Possibly. But crazier things that happen. Now, you're looking at a floor. The floor is that Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, misses time, and Zach Wilson is your quarterback. <laughs> Let's and- go, Zach. Let's go, Zach. 
Let's yeah. go, Zach. Good luck trying to good luck trying to give Aaron Rodgers hell in training camp, buddy. Oh, good, that was good, a joke. Good luck with that, because it ain't happening. But um, as you noted, yeah. on the press yeah. se- on his personal press secretary show, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers makes the announcement. This has to be part of it, you know. Like he has his list of agreements. He has his, his thirteen players. Pat McAfee having his office is probably he's trying to figure out where the Jets are going to grow a spine and say no. So far, they have not yet. Right? Get me get me Nathaniel Hackett. Okay. Bring me, bring me my guys. Okay. Get me out of Green Bay. Okay. At what point are they, is, uh, Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, and Robert Sala are going to say, oh, fuck, this is too much. Wait. I, uh, I just, I'm having a hard time figuring out that the team that was a quarterback away had to get all these players to go get said quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't think they're a quarterback away, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is like we remember all those years ago when the Jets traded for Brett Favre. I believe that was a third-round pick. That's not going to get it done this time. Clearly, I mean, if they're still talking about compensation, man, they must be sending over a lot. Right. Gonna the longer it. the longer this goes, the more you feel like this isn't gonna be, you know, a third rounder, a fifth rounder. This is smelling more and more like Stafford territory, right? We're talking mm-hmm. probably two firsts, a third, and a player, which probably is Corey Davis. I'm gonna think that they're gonna want, and. Um, they're probably going to ask for somebody else that's of good standing. And, and I don't know if they're trying to get the Packers to pick up some of his salary. But, you know, what's what's the ceiling? Yeah, I agree with you. The ceiling for them is making the playoffs, which is something they haven't done for 12 years. And, yes, they probably are going to finish in second or third. I agree with you on that. But they should be able to make the playoffs. If they can't make the playoffs, man, what this was is the a point? disaster. What right. Was the this, point? Is, this is a disaster, right? Because you have to think that, you know, Buffalo, they're still a good team. Zeke Elliott got released today. You gotta think they're gonna spin the tires on that guy. He'd be perfect for Buffalo. You have the Patriots that, that went out and got a really good offensive coach in Bill Callahan. It hasn't really – they let Jacoby Myers go. They let um, John New Smith go. They really haven't done anything else. And then you have Miami. Miami's going for it, man. They went and got Jalen Ramsey. I still like that pickup for them, especially with the Jets going to get Rodgers. That's a tough division. To, but to see, the whole thing is, is for this to be successful – He's got to beat Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes. He's got to beat all those guys. And and I I don't know how possible that is. As currently constructed, he's going to have to turn to more of a game manager type. Like You're not going to go toe-to-toe with these guys, especially in Miami, where you have a no-fly zone, right? You have Howard, you have Ramsey, that you have plenty of guys who are just ready and willing to pick you off. So they need to become a complete football team. They need to, if Brees Hall is healthy, he still needs to be the engine. 
Like Aaron Rodgers has to be the guy to not fuck up. Now, in the past, his ego has gotten in the way of that. And Aaron Rodgers has done things and is continuing to do things that are rooted in ego. We're going to see what's going to happen, but this team has to be a complete football team in order to contend. Like, yes, Brees Hall was a major injury last year. It was. But they could have survived it if they had a competent quarterback. They could. Now they have the competent quarterback. If he gets hurt, if Brees Hall gets hurt again, and you're down to Michael Carter, Aaron Rodgers is going to put the team on his back. Now, that's dangerous. Yeah, but the, but the other part of that, Z, is is like he had all these players and all this stuff and the coach in the NFC North, and he couldn't win. So why is it going to work now in the AFC East, in the, in, in the AFC at all? The other part that I'm struggling to get my head around is why wouldn't the Jets just trade for Jordan Love? Let's, let's be 10 years ahead of the gambit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah. back, right? I mean, yeah. go go trade for Jordan Love. If you're eventually going to take Jordan Love in 10 or 13 years, go get him now. But, you know, we were talking about this. You were talking about this yesterday. You've given up. You're going to give up so much. And you've gone and signed so many players. Then why didn't you Why didn't you talk to Lamar Jackson? That's it. And, and, and people, listen, people laugh at me. But I'm sorry, if you were a quarterback away, and you just went and got Alan Lazard, right? And you got this quarterback coach and this offensive coordinator. Why is Baker Mayfield such a bad idea? Why isn't why why isn't Baker Mayfield competent enough to hit the right guy, to throw the right pass? Are we really thinking he's that bad? Like you need you need a Hall of Fame quarterback. You need a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback to win you the Super Bowl, but you're a quarterback away. Like these things, these are not adding up anymore, right? See, I mean, am I wrong that th- th- you're not a quarterback away? You're a Hall of Fame level quarterback away, along with 20 other teams, right? Well. It depends on how they value it. This is a desperation move from a desperate team trying to be relevant. The last time that they hoisted a trophy, Joe Willie was jogging off the field. Yeah, but see, why are they desperate? They claim Their claim last year was we are a quarterback away. So you're not desperate. You're one player away. So why make the desperation moves you're making? Like, both Today, can't be right. Both can't be right. Quarterback. The, the, the error is that they're choosing this quarterback. This quarterback Tom. knows that he's got them over a barrel. He is trying to manipulate. He's trying to orchestrate this, and he found the perfect mark. I guess, but if to me, the Jets, to me, are should be in a position of power right now because everybody's made their moves. Everybody's got their quarterback. There's nowhere else for Aaron to go. You're That's either going to go to the Jets or go back to the Packers, but they don't want you. You're not going to retire, dude. That's not an option. That's not an option. You think back to when Brady left New England. Brady went to the Buccaneers, but he also wanted to go to the Saints because he felt that they were a quarterback away. He felt that they were ready. All he asked for was sign Gronk. 
Bring Gronk. But, but look what happened. And it's already, he's already poisoned the well here. Like today in his comments, he said, I'm ready to go. Now we're waiting on the Packers. He already said this. Right. Now well, he's, he's holding compensation. The, he, he's compensation. holding their feet to the fire and he's holding the Jets' feet to the fire because where's the leverage lie? With Green Bay. It doesn't lie with the Jets. The Jets cannot back out of this now. They have to land the fish. If they well, don't hold on. if they don't hook this fish, it will be a colossal failure. Because Lamar Jackson is negotiating with other teams right now as we speak. Garoppolo's off the board. Carr's off the board. Baker Mayfield's off the board. You want to go get Matt Ryan? If you want to talk about old quarterbacks, if you want an old backup plan in case this in case this goes south. Matt Ryan has Panthers written all over it. That's that's where he's going to – that's where I think he's going to go. Well, he's, I, he's going to fight. I don't know. I, dis- I disagree. I mean, because to me – if if you're if you're still working on the details with Green Bay on compensation, right? Mm-hmm. It is only going to cost you two ones to go get Lamar Jackson. It's going to cost you two ones. So, like, let's say let's say for instance this that that the Packers are asking what the Lions asked for, which was two first, a third, and a player. All you're giving up is two firsts for Lamar, even if you give him a shit offer, right? Yeah. Two firsts how could and you guaranteed not, money. How could you not spin the tires on that? When you went out and got Lazard, you you went out and got competent players to add to your team that was only a quarterback away. Why is this quarterback not sexy to you? How do you not have that conversation? At, or at what point do you have that conversation? If they give up more than two firsts for Aaron Rodgers, they got sandbagged, man. <laughs> that, there's no other way. There's no other way to twist it. But you know that the Jets weren't the only team to, you know, work well almost land the player that they're looking to change their franchise. There were a number of other moves that were made since our show aired last week. Your Giants went and got a stud tight end, Darren Waller, for essentially a third-round pick. Jimmy G went to the Raiders, which we kind of figured would happen. David Montgomery went to the Lions. Very interesting situation there. And the Bears and the Panthers made the blockbuster trade. So, Z, what move did you like the most that has taken place? I love what the Bears did. Yeah. I love, love, love what the Bears Crushed did. Crushed it. They solved their wide receiver problem. Now look yep. at that wide receiver group, right? You have DJ Moore, you have Mooney, and then you have Chase Claypool. That's pretty yeah. good. You bring I in a so. guy, you bring in Adam Thielen, maybe you got a little something. Like now you can't say that, oh, Justin Fields needs weapons. Justin Fields has weapons. Justin Fields needs more excuses. That's the point. So I love what they're doing. Ah, I'm confused at what Carolina's doing. Because they're taking number one, right? They're drafting. You've got to figure they're drafting a quarterback. Yes. Got to be they, young. So I heard I heard they really like Stroud, too. Yeah. But, I mean, that addresses the elephant in the room of Andy Dalton, go, Andrew Dalton going there. Dalton's there for two years. Now, 
he's there to mentor. He's going to be there to mentor. But what are you doing with this team, right? You bring in Miles Sanders. You brought in Hayden Hurst. You brought in, I believe, Jesse Bates went there from Cincinnati. Like, I'm confused as to what the identity is. Are you building this team, or you do you think that you can compete in that division? Like, I'm confused by that, because the, the Falcons are going for it. I like that the Falcons are sneaky here. I think Heineke is going to beat out Ritter for that job. Yep, I think I think Heineke's, Heineke's going to take that. And, and the, he's Jets got, missed, the Jets missed on that guy, too. Yeah, and he's got a brand new toy in John New Smith. John New Smith with Kyle Pitts. You can actually move Pitts out to wide out. And you have Drake London. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. That division is winnable. Um, as far as you know, the other kind of machinations around, like I know our guy Chris Manhurts got signed. Congratulations, Chris. McGlinchey went to Denver. Like, Which is smart. It's, it's good. You're building up the offensive line They're around. Building Russ. the offensive line around Russ. You gotta like that move. But one head scratcher for me is Darnold to the Niners. Now, I know you like it. I know you like Love it. it. But Love it. here's Happy what I see. Like, he is, didn't, didn't my man really de- go there to be a third stringer? Because I don't think he can beat out Purdy, and I certainly don't think he can beat out tra- a healthy Trey Lance. Did he, is he just there to keep a roster spot warm? But, I mean, of, of the teams that took a major risk, it's got to be, it's got to be the Raiders. I got to say the Raiders took a major risk, not from a talent standpoint, but from a health standpoint on Jimmy Garoppolo. They brought they brought in a guy who we know who he is. Wins. He wins. He, he wins when he's on winner. the field. Winner. He winner. wins when he's on the field. He's a winner. He wins he's when he's on the field. He's getting the best talent. He's probably he, the best talent he's had. He's getting the best talent he's had. And a running back and a wide receiver. And he's hooking up with his old coach. And they're probably going to draft a quarterback at seven. Yeah, that doesn't mean much to me. The fact is that Jimmy Garoppolo is good for one debilitating injury per year. And that of those three years, they're going to get sunk three times because of Jimmy. They need a veteran backup behind him. Now, the best thing that could have happened, the best thing that could have happened to him was that they brought in his friend Jacoby Brissett. Instead, Jacoby Brissett is in Washington. So... That's but I think Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers went. Yes, Jacoby Myers is in Vegas with him. Yep. But, you know, I definitely, of what we discussed, and the Darren Waller thing is great. He essentially is a third-round pick. He essentially replaced Kadarius Tony. In fact, it was the pick that the Chiefs sent to the Giants for Kadarius Tony. But um, of the bunch, right, the Bears have set themselves up majorly. Now, Ryan Poles just can't fuck it up in the draft because he is, unless he's planning on flipping some of these assets, I, I I think he set the Bears up for major league success. Yeah, I mean, it's all predicated now on building the foundation of the team, right? Mm-hmm. You now you've, you've got to address the running back issues. Zeke Elliott could be one of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um they're going to have to build the defense. They tr- they traded their best linebacker. They're going to need corners. They, he's got a lot of work to do. And I wouldn't be surprised if at nine, if the, the Georgia defensive tackle is not there, that they do trade it back, which they should. 
Um, a lot of people said that the that the Bears could have gotten more if they traded with another team like the Colts or another team that's looking to move up. Like they they could have gotten more for you know what they asked, but I think they're fine. I think they're good. And to combat what you're saying, you're not sure what the Panthers are doing. The Panthers are in a shit division. They're gonna compete. They're gonna they think they're gonna compete. Um they gotta beat Derek Carr, dude. They gotta beat Baker Mayfield. They've gotta probably beat Taylor Heineke of the Falcons. Like I think you forgot that the Panthers were I think a game or two away from making the playoffs last year. Like, no, I didn't forget they're garbage. Their gar- <laughs> that division was garbage. You seem to forget that that division was division a, under is, 500. The division was- is garbage, but they're <laughs> they're going to compete, and they're they've got Frank Reich, who's the right guy. Um, he just got to figure out which quarterback he's going to get. But you know, I really keep going back to the moves the Dolphins made, man. Like I really think Jalen Ramsey on this team, like they're going for it. And it's like, yeah, New York Jets, you want to go get Aaron Rodgers? No problem. We're going to fucking go get Jalen Ramsey. Good luck throwing the ball on us. That's what you want to do. You want to throw the ball? Good. Go throw the ball on us. And I and I think that's awesome. I'm surprised Buffalo. Buffalo, I think, is bringing back Boyer, which is a good mm-hmm. move for them. The, the, the 49ers. The 49ers are another team. It's like, dude, how are you not calling Lamar right now? How... I mean, come on, Christian McCafferty, and then you've got Kittle. you got everything. Now, so the whole thing with Sam is, it's like, I really truly believe Sam Darnold has gotten a raw deal since he's gotten here, right? He started with Adam Gase. He moved on to Todd Bowles. Then he went down to Matt Rule. Looked like the MVP of the first three or four weeks of the season when the Panthers were beating people. And then he got hurt. McCaffrey got traded. The whole thing fell apart. But Sam Darnold, he's going to compete for that start job, Z. And you know what? Purdy ain't going to be ready. Lance, we don't know what he is. Wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be great if Sam Darnold is the Geno Smith story of 2023? And the Jets have Geno Smith, Sam Darnold making the playoffs or playing really well. And they're sitting on Aaron Rodgers, and they're like five and five. Like, don't, you know that that's 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 what I'm liking. That's what I'm hearing right now. I mean, that, that's a bunch of fairy tales. So I'm, I'm glad you you believe in fairy tales. But I I, I I don't I, see it. I just don't see it with I, I don't see it with Sam Darnold. I've seen enough dude, of him. Why can't Why can't you see if, if if Kyle Shanahan is winning games with Brock Purdy? Why can't he win games with Sam Darnold? Because Sam can't Darnold be... is not Brock Purdy. Why Sam Darnold can't... doesn't play that game. Why can't it be that, you know, we wanted Sam Darnold. We always liked the way he played, and we always said, you know, if we had a chance, we'd go and get him. You don't think that that was – you don't think he was on their draft board a couple of years ago? You don't think he's had an eye for Sam Darnold for the last couple of years? I do. I really do. He, he, had a, he, he saw Sam Darnold everybody else on that board. doesn't matter. This is all bullshit. Like John Lynch brought him in. He's going to say what he needs to say. We know what Sam Darnold is. Sam Darnold is not a great quarterback. He's not even a good quarterback. He's, he'll good. kill. He will compete. He will compete. But he's not good. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. He's overrated, just like Baker Mayfield was overrated. 
and most of the quarterbacks in that draft were overrated. Like, they're just not that good. At listen, some point, we need to pull prob- the plug the, Listen, the problem, the problem with Sam Darnold was the same problem he had in college. He throws to the wrong team too much. So what does he do? He comes out, like Geno Smith, he's coached by Adam Gase, doesn't prepare him for fucking a high school football game. Then he gets Todd Bowles, who is a defensive coach, doesn't know what to do with him. Then he goes down to Carolina where he's hooked up with Matt Rule, who knows a little bit about offense, and he's playing well. And then he got hurt. And then they traded away his best weapon. Like, I truly believe that on a team like the 49ers, he's going to compete at a high level. There's there's nothing to say that when he's coached by competent people that he can play at a high level. Look at Geno Smith. Is Geno Smith uh, just... He's a product of what happened to him when he got drafted. He got put in a bad situation in New York, and he really hasn't gotten a chance to compete for a starting job until now. Now, look, he's getting paid. He's getting paid, man. Don't don't sleep on Sam Darnold. We're going to be talking about him and saying he's comeback player of the year. The year. He, and they're going to regret that, just like they're going to regret Geno Smith. Well, I don't think one, see, I, one year does not uh, <laughs> turn around make. Don't yes, fall for it. I think with Geno Smith, though, is that I don't think the Seahawks are going to be stupid. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think they'll draft the, guy, the kid from Florida. And that would make all the more sense. Don't be so sure. I think Carolina's hot on him. I think that's why they made the move to go to number one. I think, I think, I like, I like all the, I like a lot of the moves teams have made. Even like, it looks like the Saints are picking up uh, Jamal Williams. That makes sense for them, right? Um, we don't know what Alvin Kamara's status is, so you definitely need to shore that jail. team up. He's going, he going to jail. <laughs> I'll tell you right now what his status He's going to jail. Um, Yo, but even look at the Cowboys going to get Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. So now they got Gilmore and Diggs. Like, I I still can't believe that the Jets with Sauce Gardner didn't think to themselves, let's go get a, another competent corner instead of dicking around trying to get Aaron 38, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Don't you think that they should have gotten the Gilmore sweepstakes? You're telling me you couldn't throw a, a draft pick to get Gilmore, who's still probably a top 10 guy. I even saw Thornhill, the safety from the Kansas City Chiefs. Just He's on the Broncos the, now. He just, he, the Broncos or the Browns? I think it was the Broncos. Hey, what's that about? How do, you not, how do you not get in on that? How do you let that guy go? How do you... Like, the Jets just baffle me, man. Baffle me. Like, this just doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you guys doing? How do you let Byron Murphy go to the Vikings? Like, yes. Byron Murphy's are stuck. Yes. Yes. What the hell? What are you guys doing? I like what the Broncos are doing, man. Shoring up the offense. Shoring up that offensive line. They, they Sean Payton understands what it's going to take to make Rush good again. It's going to be like, well, we're going to get you all the protection in the world. And I think I like all the uh, excuse me. I like all the moves the teams have made so far. Even I do like Baker Mayfield going to to uh, Tampa. I know you don't like Baker, but I think it's a good place for him. There's weapons there. There's he's got three receivers that are all capable of catching the ball, all capable of putting him in a good position. That defense is 
that defense needs to be coached up, but they got players over there. If, you know, we have a chance to see the best of Baker Mayfield this coming season, I think. And you were right, Juan Thornhill did go to the uh, – he went to the Browns. But Browns. if you're looking at it, you got to look at – another thing you need to look at here, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are being dismantled here, piece by piece. You're losing, you're losing your tight end. You lost Bates and Von Bell. Von Bell actually went to Carolina. So you're losing a lot. Now, are they're banking on the draft. Like I, I see where they're going here. And the Eagles lost a lot, too. Yeah, so we're, we are going to see. Yeah. Now they brought in, they retained Bradbury. They let Darius Slay go. Maybe Darius Weird. Slay ends up with the Jets. Like that might be worth a okay. flyer. Yeah. In my opinion, Howie Roseman kept the wrong guy. Like, I think you let Bradbury go, and Slay has been a shutdown corner Slay in this league a lot longer. Slay is a lion, though. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. Listen, we're talking a lot about football, but man, it's March and the NCAA tournament, the men's basketball tournament is underway. We've filled out our brackets. We're excited. We're ready to go. So Z, who do you have in the final four? And give us a high seed who could bust some brackets. I mean, well, define high here. Are we talking about, are we taking a 16 here? Are we no, talking, it doesn't have to be. No, it could like, be, I mean, listen, it could be a three seed. It could be a four seed. Whatever, like a high seed that's going to surprise some people. I mean, if you're looking at it, like, if you want to run into a buzzsaw, look no further than UConn. Yeah. But, yeah, UConn, will, he, they're well coached and they're hungry. They haven't been in for a while. They're drawing Iona in the first round. That's going to be a game that I'm looking at, not just because we're in Mac country. Let's go, Petit. No. Or do you do you want him to lose so he takes the St. John's job? No, I want Petino <laughs> to win. I will love Rick Petino. I ran into him uh, last year when I went into the game. I love it. Yeah, I would think he's going to go to St. John's, Texas Tech, or Notre Dame. But that happens regardless if he wins or loses. But yeah, I love I love Iona. I love Al- I, I love Alabama getting bounced at some uh, point. I don't I think so. they're making it out. There's too much drama going on around that team. And, you know, Kansas is steady Eddie. I can't trust them even though they've won. Like, I could definitely see them making it out of their bracket. Um, if you were looking for a team that could make a little bit of a run, I don't know. It's just something... And this is going to sound bad because they're a traditional power, but now that Duke is in, Duke can make a run. They're an eight. Like, that's very low for them. Like, you know, usually they're in the one, two. Lowest is a four. You know, Duke is in. Duke can make some noise. Now, out of that, I don't trust Purdue. Like, Purdue got to number one. Couldn't stick. I I think we're only going to have one number one team make it to the final four. 
I'm looking at Houston. I'm thinking Houston. So if you're looking, at, if I'm looking at it, I'm gonna go Houston. Houston versus UCLA is hot, but I do like UConn. Screw it. I'm gonna go Houston, UConn in that side. Wow. And yeah, Houston and UConn. Don't trust dude. guys. Do not take this to your bookie. I'm just throwing that out there. Don't. Sixty percent of the time, number ones make it to the final four. Just so you know. Sixty percent, yeah, but a lot. This is these are parody, right? We're now in the age of parody, thanks to NILs. Those teams of the past, they're not coming through that door, you know. Like they're spread. It's spread around. Alabama is the over number overall number one seed. Alabama's a football school. Alabama is a straight up football school. Yet they're in. Out of the South, I got to go with Arizona. I think Arizona is going to to do enough to win. And then, I mean, it's close enough to chalk. It's a two. And then, out of the East, I can't really go with, with Duke, even though I think they're going to make a run. I can see them losing to... I'm going to have them going out to Marquette. So, a one and a few twos. I think that's going to be where I go. A one, a two twos, and a five. Like, that's as rich as I'm willing to go. Well, I mean, in my in my final four, I've got Houston, UCLA, Virginia, and Tennessee. Mm. I got UCLA beating Tennessee in the championship. That's a one, a two, and two fours. I picked Tennessee about a month ago to win it all at twenty-two. I think it was twenty-two hundred to one. Uh, so, yep, that's what I did. Um, but for a bracket buster. Going with the Big East. I'm thinking it's going to be Creighton that's going to bust some brackets. Mm. UConn's another team that I kind of agree with you on. Like, they they were playing really good in the beginning of the season, and then they kind of, you know, like, I don't know what happened. They lost interest or whatever, but then they had a lull. But, you know, they, they just have a tough first-round opponent. I like Iona. Rick Pitino knows basketball, and I wouldn't count him out. Now, Creighton, Creighton is pretty much the gem of the Big East. Um, so I, I could see them beating NC State. Uh, Baylor has very good guard play. And that's the one that, that's where I get hung up, is that will they be able to beat Baylor? Because if they beat Baylor, they can beat Arizona, and they can totally get, they can totally get to, like, the Elite Eight. Um... But I like Baylor's guard play. They have very good guards. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should it should be fun. It should be interesting. Uh, do you have a high? Do you have a major upset? I'm talking like 14, 15, 16. Do you have any one of those teams making it out of the first round? No, not this year. Um, no, not even a not even a chance. The 12 and the 13. Just not that good. Um, like I said the highest for me I'm going is a six. I would toot Iona down. I think Iona could play really well. It's just the problem is, is like once they beat UConn, they gotta play a team like St. Mary's. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's not gonna be that's gonna be tough. And that region in general is tough because ultimately someone's gonna have to play Kansas. Kansas is the one that kills me every year. 
Like every time I pick Kansas to win, they don't win. And when I, you know, when I don't pick them, they play well. Uh, they crush me every time. That's why eight years ago I told myself I'm not picking Kansas anymore. And then they, I can't they do it. Then they start going to the Final Four and winning championships, of course. Well, how much of that is old Roy being gone? Like that's definitely something no, to that. But you know what? Big self days, man. Yeah. I do I do have one team that I'm looking at. I'm looking at one matchup, particularly out in the West. I'm looking at Gonzaga, Grand Canyon. Bryce Drew, he can coach. Now, is he going to be able to match up talent-wise with Gonzaga? Gonzaga's not the same it's been, you know? No. They, they're, lucky no. Enough, they're lucky to make this tournament. Yes, that's true. So, if Even there's a team I they can be picked off, I think won- it'll be them. They won the, the whack though, right? Didn't they? They beat St. Mary's, I think. It is, but their conference is whack. Like their yeah. conference, exactly what it, they needed. They they should have moved years ago to the Pac-10 or to the Mountain West or some place where they would get better competition. Like anywhere, anywhere to get better competition. Like they're always the bridesmaid, and I think them being as low as they are, yeah, they're a three seed. They're a three seed. I think that might be a little too hot, but I think Grand Canyon's gonna, they're gonna surprise some people. Like, they may not win, but they'll keep it fucking close. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there'll be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. Well, there was a bunch of people surprised last week that were going to the Suns game to see Kevin Durant in his debut. And if you got there early enough, folks, you got to see him injure his ankle going for a layup before the game started. Whoops. Optimists have him back in four weeks. Medical professionals think it's going to be more like six weeks. Z, are the Suns done? Or, you know, is this just a mountain that they have to climb? Well, it's a good thing they didn't totally strip their team down, right? In order to bring in Kevin Durant. Well, they did, now, right? They got no depth. There's no depth, but if you look at this team, like they still have a big three, even without, right? They, they also have Cameron Payne, they have Terrence Ross, they have TJ Warren, they have Landry Shep. You've got some pros. You have some pros on this team. Those are all basketball players. They're all basketball players. They all play for the Phoenix Suns. In case you have, in case you need to look at the roster. But, um, yeah, they're going to miss Mikhail Bridges. They are absolutely going to miss Bridges. If Durant gets healthy and whole during the playoffs, like, that's a, that's a coup. That is a major league coup. Now, they got to get there. Like, that becomes the issue. Um, they're not done. Are their championship aspirations done? Most likely. But they'll still be in the playoffs. They'll still be they'll still be able to, you know, make a little bit of noise. Right now, they would be in a four or five if the season ended today, it would be a four or five matchup with the Warriors. Like that would be very intriguing to me. Now, could that go seven? It possibly could. You know how shooting goes. You can be ice cold or be red hot. The Suns and the Warriors, that's going to be a, a really good series. Now, they could be one and done. 
They could be out in the first round without Kevin Durant. With a healthy Kevin Durant, again, considering you know whether or not they survive Golden State in the first round, because most likely it's either going to be them or the Clippers. I don't really, I don't see the Wolves moving up. I definitely don't see the Thunder. The Mavericks aren't going to miraculously right the ship. They're not. Kyrie and Luca are not going to magically learn how to play with each other. That looks like a disaster of a trade. Yeah. They can't even play. They can't even get on the court. They're hurt. No. And then you look at the Lakers around that. Nobody's making that jump. Of who I just mentioned, who are in the tournament, nobody's going to make the jump. So it's either going to be the Suns Warriors or Suns Clippers. Now, that that's going to be intriguing either way. They can win either one of those series. They can also lose either one of those series. And if they lose, if they move on, they're getting clipped in the next round because you're drawing either Memphis, who plays well with with or without John Morant. Which that's is odd, a whole, right? Yeah. Why they play? They play. I watched. I watched their game. Dylan Brooks' system. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Mm-hmm. Now, they have the Suns have veteran experience. Could they catch the Nuggets? Sure. Sure they could. The Nuggets haven't proven anything in this league. They have not proven anything. Jokic has proven he's a, a three-time MVP or worthy of being a three-time MVP. But as a team, they haven't proved shit. And then you have the Sacramento Kings. Are they the doormat that they've been? Or are they going to be who they've been this year? Because this year, like they've been on fire. But it's been, what, 20 years of, of wilderness? Like, I'm, I'm, pardon me if I don't trust the Sacramento Kings. I wouldn't even trust the Sacramento Kings to get out of the first round. So, you know, if Kevin Durant comes back and the Suns are still in the playoffs, you just get a major league shot in the arm. But if it is, if the prognosis is more realistic and it is more like six weeks, there's a chance that he'll be on the outside looking in. Yeah, I mean, his health is a concern for me. Mm-hmm. So... The fact that he hurt himself going for a layup before the game even started. And he's had health issues for like the last five years. So even if he came back, I, I can't imagine him gelling with this group good enough to beat top talent or top teams in the NBA playoffs. So one thing I've learned about the NBA playoffs, that team aspect takes on a really it's it's really vital that you have a cohesive team in the NBA Finals. We just saw like with the Nets last year, two years ago. You know, you got a bunch of guys together. They never really gel. They never really play together. And then all of a sudden, they play together in the playoffs, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I would assume that at some point in the playoffs, Kevin Durant is going to miss time. Mm-hmm. So I I think this does sink the Suns. Um, uh, and even Chris Paul, he's, I saw him just getting schooled last night or two nights ago by Steph Curry. Like, he's he's just, he's not that guy anymore. I mean, it's been a wrap for him, in my opinion, for about five years now. But even, you know, if, if, if CP3 has to guard a guy like Ja Morant or Jamal Murray or, you know, silly to say like a Russell Westbrook he just doesn't he doesn't have it um and Kevin Durant's a great basketball player and he can make up for a lot of flaws in your team but again it's a whole team dynamic 
And I just don't think the Suns are going to have that team dynamic to be formidable against top talent in the NBA playoffs. I mean, they rolled the dice on this, and Kevin Durant is still under contract. So they're going to get another bite at this app. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think next year, you know, if he can come back and play 50 to 60 games, yeah, I think so. I just, I think it's hard for him to get hurt and now have to assimilate back into a team that's, you know, getting ready to get get ready for the playoffs and to have to play like not a bullshit opponent, like playing a team like the Warriors or the Kings. Like, are you ready for the Clippers? Like, are you ready for that? And I, I just, I just don't think he can get ready for that. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. And uh, speaking of not getting, not being able to get ready for that, um, your boy, uh, Carlos Rendon decided to get hurt early this year. <laughs> not waiting. He's not waiting for July or August. See. He's going to start with forearm tightness now. Cashman's optimism is hilarious, thinking Carlos will be back by the end of April. But I think it's going to take a little bit longer than that. Z, is this the start of something serious? Because a lot of people say that forearm tightness then becomes Tommy John surgery. Or do you think Rodon is going to fulfill his contract this season? See you next year, Carlos. (laughs) Get a head start on that vacation. (laughs) Yep, see you next year. Forearm (laughs) tightness... 99.9% 99.9% of the time leads to Tommy John surgery. It does. Like, it as does. soon as you said, as it soon does. as we put this together, like, he needs Tommy John. Like, it does. Yeah. So, like, you have Rodon, right? You lost Nestor Cortez. He's hurt right now. You are missing uh, Tommy Canely. I mean, he's not in the rotation, but still, Tommy Canely is hurt. You have Frankie Montas. Who's going to be out, you know. Who said he was hurt before he got there. Right. I'm hurt. I'm still hurt. I tried to to push through it. Why the fuck would you do that? Why didn't you say something? Precisely. Um, The stud catcher they got from Minnesota, uh, Rortvent, he's hurt again. Uh, Let's see. Who else is hurt? Bader is hurt. Like, what the hell is going on in Yankee camp? At least, you know, they're they're doing it early. Like, you know. Severino was hurt last year. Right. Uh, let's see. Trevino's out. Lou Trevino is out. 
Like Trevino, but see, it's okay. It's okay. They got Garrett Cole. He's their dog. He's their he's their leader. He's gonna crush it this year. Garrett Cole, and then you're going Luis Severino, Domingo Herman, and who else is taking the ball? Like Uh... that's Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is gonna get lit up this year. You as you know as well as I do that Garrett Cole is going to get lit up this year. His fastball is straight as a string. Eventually, you need to throw something more than a fastball. The spider tack is an issue. People are gonna lay off the slide. It's it's not that good without the spider tack. Like he's spiking it. He was spiking it with the spider with the spider tack. He throws a lot of hangers with them. Now look at that bullpen. Like Efros got hurt last year. Clay Holmes had a meltdown last year. There's a crisis of confidence with Clay Holmes last year. Who's Went their from, closer? I think it's Clay Holmes. Back. Uh, yeah, I mean they're. I think they were bank, banking on Canley returning to the form he had before he left the Yankees the first time. Michael King is back, which is nice. But is Michael King going to be back to form? Like he was an all-star last year. He was a shutdown reliever. Now we'll see. Loizaga is Loizaga. They think they've unlocked Wandy Peralta out of that bullpen. There are a lot more questions than answers on the Yankees this year, and it's not just in the it's not just in the the pitching side, right? Is it, you know, is Anthony Volpe legitimately going to make this team? Is IKF, who's now taking, uh, he's now taking uh, fly balls in center. He's, ta- he's taking warm ups in center. Watch like, go stack what? some fly balls in the outfield. He's, sh- he's shagging in center. They have how many center fielders on this team? We're going to convert a shortstop who started out as a catcher. Like, I mean, it, he's not Craig Biggio. Like, they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle here. Maybe they're just trying to showcase off his, his versatility to trade him. Like, you know, I know the Dodgers are interested, especially now that Gavin Lux is hurt. And then you put him and Miguel Rojas and everything looks good. But, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera, okay, we're going to get a full year of him, right? Is he going to be who he was last year? Or is he going to be the guy in the playoffs who wasn't very good? But, you know, Floreal is a quadruple-A player. Aaron Hicks is barely hanging on. But, but he's he's here. If Aaron he, Hicks starts the season with a 162 batting average... DFA! Uh, <laughs> and you know what's going to happen, too. He better make sure he catches every ball in that outfield, man. They're going to kill him. They're going to crush him. What is the lasting memory you have from last year? Aaron Hicks pulling up lame and having to be taken out of the game. Just Aaron Hicks playing baseball. <laughs> just that. Just that. It, I, I just don't I don't like it. I, I think they need to move on from him. I think they well they never should have brought in Donaldson, but they needed to get Gary Sanchez Gary Sanchez out of here. So like I understand that, but you know, he's gotta go too. 37, 8, 27, bro. Like, you need to get you need to get some of these guys off the roster because Peraza, Volpe, and then in a year, Dominguez. Those three guys are going to be on this roster. Volpe as soon as this year. Peraza, maybe as soon as this year. But they're knocking on the door. So Cashman can't manipulate their service time by stashing them in the minors. If they're ready... Yankee fans want to see him. And Yankee fans are tired of the crap that they've been putting out there. 
with the Hicksies and the Donaldsons and the IKFs. They can't justify unless they're all, all three of them need to be hitting 400 each. And IKF can't make a fucking error. Like, that's the only way they're going to justify keeping their jobs. That's the only way that Yankee fans are going to stomach having those guys in AAA. Because they've waited long, and dare I say the Yankees have been patient. Yankee fans have been patient. Right? It's about damn time they reinvigorate this roster. They need to reimagine this roster with younger players. They did it last year with Cabrera, right? Cabrera came up and he was a breath of fresh air. The other guys would provide that same breath of fresh air, but the GM is the one who's cocking it up. Now, as far as the pitching goes, that's something scary altogether because I don't know where you're making up. I don't know where you're making this up. You know, do you convert King back to a starter? Do you put Marinaccio in there? Like, I, don't, I, I don't think you're going to have a non-roster invitee. I, I don't think you're going to go that route. Like just an innings eater. You're not going to go sign Matteo Harvey off of Team Italy. You know, the Yankees could very well be in trouble very, very quickly this season. So, you know, whatever magic Cashman needs to do, Whatever, like, he has to pull out of his hat. He's going to have to do it. Because otherwise, this could be a very, very quick season for the Yankees. Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. The choice is yours. Swipe left or swipe right. All right, my online dating fans. If you've been on Bumble, if you've been on Tinder, if you've been anywhere on those, you know how it goes. You like it, you swipe right. You don't like it, you swipe left. It's that simple. Swipe left or swipe right on Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Man, I am totally swiping left on this, man. Like, what the hell is going on? We got all these studs and we're losing 10-2? To Mexico, we got guys like Pete Alonzo, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Mike Trout, Tim Anderson. We can't go more than two runs. Garbage. Swiping left. I'm swiping left for the other reason. It's not the offense. It's not the offense. It's the manipulation being done by the higher-ups. Because you're trying to preserve 
the major league season, right? Because we're in the middle of spring training. These guys had to be plucked from their home teams to go and play for this trophy, right? Back in the day, it just used to be, it used to be you play in the Olympics. Can't play in the Olympics because that's during Major League Baseball season. So if you want Major League talent on this roster, you have to play in like February because you're not going to play immediately after the World Series. That's not going to happen. Now, the pitching. Jason Adam, Daniel Barr, David Bedner, Kyle Freeland, Kendall Graveman, Merrill Kelly, Aaron Loop, Lance Lynn, Nick Martinez, Miles McCollis, Adam Adovino, Ryan Presley. I finally got to somebody who's impressive. Ryan Presley. Like, Lance Lynn's an innings eater. Like, <laughs> you really brought an innings eater to the World Baseball Classic? Adam Adovino. Oh, can you get a slider over this year? Because he couldn't when he was with the Mets. He couldn't do it last year. And they went and re-upped him. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Then you're looking at Brady Singer, Devin Williams from Milwaukee, okay, and then 47-year-old Adam Wainwright. Is he the pitching coach? Is he like a player coach? Is that what's going on here? No, oh, no, Andy Pettit's the pitching coach. I would argue that the pitching, I would argue the coaching staff is better than some of the guys that got on the field. You know, you got your boy d as the manager. You got Brian McCann as your bench coach. Junior is the hitting coach. Ken Griffey Jr. is the hitting coach. Right, Rigetti is your bullpen coach. Michael Young is your batting practice pitcher. Like, come on. But to me, it's not about the bats. It's about the arms. And they need, if they want to make noise in this tournament, they need to kind of take the shackles off of their players. Other teams aren't doing that. Other teams are letting their players play. So... It's, a, it's an organizational thing. It's a philosophical thing. And as long as those organizational and philosophical constraints are in place, they're not going anywhere. Sorry. Swipe right. left or... I'll take, the, I'll take the next one. Oh, yeah, please. Sw- swipe left or swipe right. Aaron Rodgers rocking number 12 for the Jets next season, which has been retired since Joe Willie wore it. Swipe left. Absolutely not. you're going to erase the one moment of Jets history for this guy like come on are you fucking kidding me ladies and gentlemen like what more like that's gotta be on his wish list right that has to be right it's it's gotta be be. like his list of demands where he's gonna see if these if these guys have a spine it's like okay I want number 12 Joe Willie has to present me with it he has to put it on me he's gotta kiss me He's got to give me, you know, he's got to kiss me on the cheek. And then he's got to give me that, those sweet leg stockings. And he's got to, you know, give me an endorsement deal for that. At what point, at what point do you grow a set and say, this is too much? Fuck off. Right. <laughs> Go back in the darkness. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm swiping left on this too. I actually think that he should wear eight. Go wear eight. I mean, I can't remember any Jet wearing eight. Uh, Tui Asopopo. Tui Asopopo. Asopo, whatever his name was. He wore eight. Mark Brunel, I think, wore eight for the Jets. No, he might have worn 11. Um, and yeah, it's, du- it's double I, Brett Favre. Yeah, I just... 
I mean, he, I think Aaron said he's going to talk to Joe about it. Um, but I think a lot of the old-timers won't like that either. So it would be better off if Aaron just didn't do it. Uh, okay, this, remind, this reminds me a lot of when Latroy Hawkins went to the Yankees. And he wore number 21 for about a month. Yankee fans ripped him a new one. He, because he was honoring Roberto Clemente, which is fine. Like, honoring Roberto Clemente is fine if you're in Pittsburgh. If you're in New York, that's Paul O'Neill's number. Like, you're not Paul O'Neill. Like, that's why Paul O'Neill's number is now in Monument Park. That's why it's retired. So, I, it's not a situation where... It's not a situation where the Jets don't have enough numbers. Like, they can make this happen. Do not piss away what little legacy you had just to placate this guy. I'm just saying, folks. Don't do it. Uh, swipe left or swipe right. Colts releasing Matt Ryan. I'm totally swiping right on him. Matt, Matt Ryan is done. I know you and I disagree on that, but Matt Ryan is done as a starting quarterback. To bring him back is to go back on that hamster wheel. How many times did he get benched last year? Now, you got to hope that there's more organizational stability there. you got to hope. Because it's absolutely, it's absolutely nonsensical what's going on in Indy and how many quarterbacks they've run through since Andrew Luck retired. And they're going to take another one. But Matt Ryan is one more touchdown than pick. That's what he was last year. He's regressed. He's gotten older. And that's okay. You know, you don't have to stick around forever. Go be a, if you really want to play in this league, go be a backup. But your whole tenure in, in, in Indy was fraught with mismanagement and incompetence. Go back up and go compete with Andy Dalton. Never mind, never mind, you know, back him up. Beat him out. You could. You're as talented as Andrew Dalton. Go to, go to Houston. Go back up in Houston. You'll take that job. You'll take that job if you're really interested, if you really want to. Go to Tampa. Go push Baker Mayfield. You're telling me he can't out, you know, quarterback Baker Mayfield? I have a, sne- a sneaking suspicion he can. Vegas. Vegas, Cleveland. Go back up to Sean Watson. Cleveland. Yeah. So there are Seattle. Plenty, Seattle. There are plenty my of whole positions. thing is, is like, I'm swiping right on this too, but my whole thing is, is Matt, why didn't you just retire? I mean, I think it's such a bad look that he got cut and no one assigned him. I mean, it's like, dude, what, what are you, what are you chasing? Like, you think you're gonna win a Super Bowl? You think you're gonna start for somebody? Like, if last year wasn't a wake-up call, what is, man? What is? If you're looking for a soft landing spot where you might get playing time, call Miami. Yeah, yeah. They have wideouts. They got Tyree Kill. If you New still England. have an arm, go to New England. Go to New England. Go. There are plenty of places that would happily. T- the Commanders. Oh no, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> nah, you know, the, yeah, no way. He's beating oh, up Sam Howell. Oh, fucking retire. <laughs> The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award.
right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Legend Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter account, at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets the illustrious ass trophy and a shout-out on this here show. And do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy last week, D? I don't. Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins took home the illustrious and wonderful ass trophy for his comments and clickbait and then threatening to see J.J. Reddick's Elvis Presley looking ass on Get Up. (laughs) I have no idea what that means. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week, D? Man, I got some real winners here. First (laughs) I have up Zeke Elliott. Time Russian champ, former top five pick, was released by the Cowboys today. I wonder who is going to feed Zeke now. Zeke Elliott, you are my legend superstar of the week. Next, the Boston Celtics. On Monday, you lost 111 to 109 to Houston, who only has 16 wins all season. You're the Boston Celtics. You're the number two seed in the East. How does this even happen? Boston Celtics, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last and certainly least is the Team USA. Losing 10-2 to Mexico with a lineup that features Pete Alonso, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Tim Anderson, Mike Trout. You guys can't score more than two runs? Do better, boys. Just do better. Z, what do you got? I'm going to start with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets front office together. This whole (laughs) situation is fucked. (laughs) This whole situation is fucked. Presenting this wish list, he says he didn't do it. He said, and oh, do we really believe him? He made some suggestions. He made some (laughs) suggestions, really? After the Jets front office went to California to meet with him and bent over backwards to try and make this trade happen. He presented them with a list of demands. And boy, howdy, are they trying to fill these lists of demands. Where it just makes it sound like he doesn't want to play there. He's putting all these barriers up. And it's like, wait, they, they said that. They said yes? <laughs> I can't believe it. Are you fucking kidding me? Now I actually have to go play for these assholes? Ugh. It's... I wonder at what point do the Jets realize they're being taken advantage of? <laughs> at well, what point does Aaron Rodgers sign with the Patriots? <laughs> at, at what point? At what point do they realize that they're being taken for a ride here? When all they do is pony up some guaranteed money and send two draft picks to the Baltimore Ravens? At what point do they realize that they really messed up? And at what point do the does Aaron Rodgers decide that, hey, maybe it was me. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets, you are my alleged superstar of the week. The New York Yankees are allegedly charging your players for in-flight Wi-Fi on your private jet. Really, guys? Are we that, uh, we're that strapped for cash? Because apparently, from what I understand, it's about four Garrett Cole pitches equals how much it would take to fit your jet with in-flight Wi-Fi for free. So four Garrett Cole pitches. Have him pull him four pitches early in one start, and you can have Wi-Fi for your players 
in flight during their flights. Hey, maybe they'll look at some, maybe they'll look at some video. Like maybe they'll do more uh, statistical analysis. Maybe they'll do use more analytics and be more terrible. Maybe, but hey, they could also just be watching a movie. New York Yankees, nickel and diming your players. You are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, Jalen Carter. Showing up out of shape and heavier, nine pounds. That's a lot. Showing up nine pounds heavier to his pro day, saying he's not going to do any of the combine drills. He's only going to do position drills. And then having to tap out. He, had, he could not finish his combine workout. He could not finish the pro day. He could not finish his pro day workout because he was so fat, out of shape, and blown up. That's not a good look, especially for a guy who at one point could have been the number one pick. Let's not forget that Jalen Carter also had the issue earlier with the drunk driving that ultimately led to some led to people dying. So things are not lining up well for Mr. Carter. And this just appears to be one more decision that he is looking to regret. Jalen Carter, you are my alleged superstar of the week. That's all we got, guys. Go to our Twitter account, at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top-notch. Westchester Popstars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Popstars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, Order up! All right, boys and girls, as part of our MLB preview, it is time for us to order up. Order up, order up. This week, we are ordering up the American League East from five. Two one, who ya got D? Ugh, trash. All right, start with the Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. How the mighty have fallen. Trevor Story, Alberto Mondesi, Rafa Devers is the offense. Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, Nick Pivita, and James Paxton. That 
guy still pitches? Uh, no, he doesn't. I mean, do I have to say any more? Boston to the bottom of this barrel. Number four, I've got Tampa. I think it really comes down to glass now and Wander Franco. Um, the Rays have pushed the right buttons for the last several years. And I think they'll do enough to compete for a wild card spot. Nothing crazy. Number three, I got the Yankees, man. Uh, I think their pitching is going to fail them. We talked about it earlier in this broadcast. Uh, Rodon is already hurt. Cole is not a leader. Montas is hurt. Severino was hurt last year. Nelson Cortez is hurt. And Domingo Armani shit. So that's what I got with the Yankees. Number two, I got Toronto. I think Vlad Jr. will lead the league in home runs again. I like how they upgraded the defense of the outfield with uh, Kielmeyer and uh, Varsho. I do like what Toronto did in the offseason. And I think it's time, man. It's Baltimore Orioles time. Uh, no Brady Anderson, but they've got Adley Rushman. He's I got him winning the MVP. I think the Young O's are winning the division. I think the deep, I think pitching pitching they're gonna have to pitch their hearts out Kyle Bradish um, Kramer uh, Grayson Rodriguez and then that's it that's what I got what do you got Z I mean that's a bold choice at number one that is definitely a bold choice now we can agree on the Boston Red Sox the Boston Red Sox it does not look good but your opening day starter is Corey Kluber that's all you need to know about the Boston Red Sox. And this is not the Corey Kluber who was with the then Cleveland Indians. Right? This is the Corey Kluber that's kind of been bouncing around between the Yankees and the Rangers and the Rays. And now they're with now he's with you. He's a number five. He's a guy who's he's an innings eater. <laughs> he's a number five. He's a number five. He's an innings eater. He's a guy who's there to get his ass kicked. Not in your rotation. Not in yours. James, you know, James Paxton, you're still paying him? Like, he's hurt again. Well, no shit. He's hurt still. You know. Chris Sale, what are you going to get from Chris Sale? Not much. Not much. Like, you're banking on Tristan Casas. You're banking on, you know, maybe Bobby Dahlbeck finally becomes something. But... Yeah, right. Yeah, Rafa Devers is probably gonna. They're they're gonna have to get rid of Rafa, Rafa Devers. Like, you're you brought in Adam Duvall. He's probably gonna get traded. You're probably gonna trade Kike Hernandez. Like, I I don't see a whole lot of wins. I don't see a whole lot coming out of this. You know, the immortal Jolie Rodriguez is in your bullpen. Like, I I don't see a lot there. Fourth place, the New York Yankees. I, I they did not they, they, nothing they did impressed me you know their rotation but hopefully they're getting it out of the way now but if they're not they're in for a long year and there are too many question marks there are too many question marks as far as IKF Donaldson Hicks like are you you know is, Hol- is Jose Trevino for real is DJ LeMahieu going to be healthy all year? There's a lot. There's a lot of questions. Is Volpe going to make this team? Is Volpe going to be any good? What are you going to get from Glaber? I mean, the surest thing is Aaron Judge. 
Giancarlo Stanton to a lesser degree. But those are that's it. Everything else up in the air. That's too rich for my blood. I'm not I'm not fixing to take that. Number three. I like the Rays. Right? Their their young pitching is gonna be a year stronger. Glassnow will be back. Like we'll see if Glassnow will be what Glassnow was. Yura McClanahan, we'll see what Shane McClanahan is. And they always seem to draft and develop. They always seem to find the guy. Like, who's it going to be this year? Who's going to be the guy that they found that's going to like unlock himself and become a superstar? Is it going to be Luke Rayleigh? Is it going to be Jose Siri? Is it going to be Paredes, Isaac Paredes? Like, you saw a little flash from him last year. Is he going to be the guy? Kevin Cash always seems to know what he's doing. And that organization is always on point. So the Rays are going to, they're going to be in the conversation. Number two, I think they're a year away. They're a year and a couple of good pitchers away. They have good young pitchers, but they need some veteran anchors. They're not there yet. Kyle Gibson is not it. And I'm talking about the Baltimore Orioles. They can hit. They absolutely can hit. Is John Means going to be back healthy this year? Who knows? You hope so. Austin Voth. Saw plenty of him with the Nationals. But was not impressed. They probably need one or two more arms. Now, is it possible? Do they get in on the Shohei Otani sweepstakes if he becomes available and they're in in the playoff hunt? They have assets to get. Henderson is untouchable. Rushman is untouchable. Everybody else, if it means I get Shohei Otani, take your pick. Take your pick. I like the Orioles a lot, just not as much as I like the Toronto Blue Jays. They reinforced, right? They brought in Chris Bassett. Say what you will about his performance at the end of last year. He's one of the main reasons that the Mets got where they got. Kikuchi, can Kikuchi be who he was in Seattle? If that's the case, they're on to something. Barrios, Gosman, Manoa. That's pretty good. And then at the end of the bullpen, if Chad Green is healthy, you put Chad Green and Jordan Romano together. That's a that's a good back end of the bullpen. That's a really good back end of the bullpen. And this team's gonna hit. You know this team's gonna hit. You know, Kirk, Bichette, Biggio, Vladdy Jr., Whit Merrifield. They brought in Brandon Belt. Like Brandon Belt is going to help spell Vladdy, gonna keep him fresh. And I really, you know, it's possible, you know, Vladdy can take home the MVP this year because they went out and got Brandon Belt. They are a little thin in the outfield. If Kiermaier gets hurt, like, what are you going to do? I guess you move Whit Merrifield to the outfield. I didn't even mention Matt Chapman. Like, it's an embarrassment of riches up in Toronto. And it's starting to look like those old, you know, the 89, 90, 91, 92 Blue Jay teams where they were, they had some depth and they had studs. And it wouldn't surprise me if they made a deep run in the playoffs this year. 
This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday night on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the gold route, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.